the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the sun. I know I am if you're hearing this recording. Uh, you know, hopefully... Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, as my mother would always say. Uh, being uh, in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, enjoying 90-degree weather. Uh, one last time before I, I come back, I'm going down to my college homecoming, visit my daughters and my grandchildren and friends, and and then come back and get ready to be isolated by the cold winter. No, <laughs> no I, you, could, you guys can pray for me uh, October 11th, I am scheduled to have something called a reverse shoulder something. Basically, I'm getting my shoulder replaced. Um, I, I, some of the perils of dialysis, I mean, you know I'm a dialysis patient, uh, perils of dialysis is that uh, arthritis tends to want to thrive in your body. And, um, and so I tore a rotor cuff in my left shoulder, and I've been uh, about 14, 15 months ago, been praying and and uh, believe in and and so finally, uh, you know, realize I might have to go through the doctor for this healing. So uh, shoulders are very complicated. So I will be in a little bit of uh, rehab. They said about five months, you know, to me to get used to the a month to get used to it, and then to strengthen it and build it up. You know, the rest of the time. So uh, I have to I have to work to get a little work in. So, uh, so arm, so it just means I've been working with one arm for the last year anyway. It just everybody go notice now that I only have one arm. I've been playing it off real cool. I can't even close my car door when I <laughs> I go to drive through. I can't even I can't even get a a, a a bank receipt. But it's okay. You know what I mean? You know God is a healer. He's healed me before, and I, I told my doctor he may not heal me now, but that means that means I won't heal fast when I go through this process. Uh, this month is October. So as a new month, uh, a new day, as we go into October, October is known as Pastor Appreciation Month. And uh, and so it's kind of strange thing to me. You know, I know people are split on Pastor Appreciation. I know, and uh, especially in the South, uh, Pastor Appreciation is is looked upon. So it's, it's, a, it's a hollowed event opportunity for you to let your pastor know that you love them and, and that you appreciate them and, and some pastors receive that all year, all year long. I know I do. I'm thankful for that. Uh, my congregation is a small congregation, but you know they are, they are a powerful congregation. They, they love on people and things like that. So it's not a big deal for us. We don't do like a special service or nothing like that. And, and all hell, King Joseph, and people bring gifts and nothing like that. It's just that as people want to, you know, they, they give me a card 
or something like that. And uh, we may do, we do usually do a dinner for all the pastors, you know, because I want all the pastors to be appreciated. And we usually have a meal uh, that second Sunday. And, you know, I guess we get to be the guest of honors at the meal. We get our favorite dish. You know, mine is a uh, pig licking cake. That's my favorite dish is pig licking cake. And uh, so they'll, they'll, that's probably one of the only times I eat dessert is past appreciation day. <laughs> I give you a pig licking, some pig licking cake. And uh, and we go there and all of us, you know, the four of us get honored. I think all, all pastors should be honored, not just the senior pastor, because everybody puts in those time, the youth pastor, the worship pastor, the associate pastor, you know, and we all do this thing. And we all volunteer. So, we, you know, it's just an opportunity for us to just for people to understand what's there. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, it says, and I'm going to read from the, uh, well, I better read from the, the, the New Living Translation. I'm on the radio, not the King James. Some of y'all don't understand King James anymore. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. You know, and then it goes on to say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, you know, you, 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 you invest in people's lives. The reward for me as a pastor, I, I speak with me, comes in seeing people's lives changed. When I look at families, when I look at kids, I can look at kids now who are married and who have good jobs and education, and, 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 and I can feel good about that because I know the word that I put into their parents to see their parents' lives get saved, see it get changed, caused them to create the foundation and the platform to which they were able to send their kids to college and with a life that wasn't filled with sin and, 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 and advance them in the cause of the gospel up there and had to move. And I can see that change that I've made in a generation by being a faithful pastor and teacher of the word of God to somebody else. Coming through the ranks as a youth pastor over the years, uh, I started my journey as a youth pastor in 1985, right? So that puts me at 33 years of doing this. You know, I can, you know, I have some people that were in my original Bible study that are 50 years old and they're grandparents. And I get to see their families and the stability that has gone through three generations because I would allow God to use me to input into their lives then. You know, you may not see it, as Hebrews says. You know, they died yet not seeing the promise fulfilled. But it's so good when I can I can look at um, a young person climbing heights and, and reaching their dream because their parents are stable, married, whole. Why? Because they're serving God and they're on a firm, firm foundation. They, where did they come from? Me picking them up when they were 12 and 13 years old and, and pouring the word of God into them. And, and, I, and I look at that and I, as an appreciation. And I even tell my, my youth pastor now, he's, he's new and he's young. And I say, man, you got to get out there and you have to engage. The problem we have currently is that we don't have enough youth evangelists who are out there. We have people in church teaching classes. I'm talking about people who are out there in the school systems, uh, coaching in the sporting world, uh, you know, at the parks. You know, we, we need to get our youth evangelists out there. We need to get out there because, see, not only do you have to remember your leaders who taught you the word of God, 
But, you know, we need to get some leaders who are going to teach the word of God. Jesus said the harvest, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. You know, last week is where I talked about the festival of Sukkot, how there's a great ingathering. And how do you bring the ingathering in, you know, without labors? And how can you have, how can they hear unless someone teach them? How can they teach them unless they're sent? We have to get out there and start sending people, right? We got to let them know it's okay to sacrifice uh, their computer world. We're building computer worlds through computer games. We're building empires and things like that through game simulations. But, man, God, through the gospel, you can build an empire, you know, a spiritual empire just by sharing that word of God, by bringing people together. See, because when you come together, you know, and, and you come together, there's power when you come together. You know, one of the problems that, that I have with Christian schools is that when you get together a group of people together who gather together for the sole sake of purpose of, of edifying God through education, but yet there's no changes in education or there's no nothing inventive that comes out of it. You put 1,200 believers together in a college, and yet you find no solutions to the problems of that city. That city doesn't even know that institution exists. That institution can't even point to any changes that they've made in the spiritual construct of that city. That 1,200 people come together. Now, when you if one could put a thousand a flight and two could put two thousand, I mean ten thousand a flight. And what can 1,200 do? You know, but it, are the 1,200 really gathered in his name, you know, when they come together? And 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 so I have a problem, like I tell my, my, my sons and my daughters, that when you and your friends get together and you, there's nothing that comes out of it. There's no change. You know, there's, there's nothing that comes out of it. There's no ministry that comes out of it. There's no solution of problems that comes out of it. There's no miracle. There's no power that comes out of it. You know, you just got together. No different if you got together for a board game night. You got together for a prayer meeting. Or you got together for service. But, you know, where is the deutimus? You know what I mean? Where where does it come from? Because when we come together, there's a multiplying effect. There's a powerful effect that, 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 that can be there if, if we are doing what he said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, repent, and turn from their wicked way. Then I will heal that land. So if, if if we look at the landscape, you know, of, of of North Minneapolis, look at the landscape of Minneapolis, you know, look in there and, and there's some healing that still needs to be done. So therefore there's some repenting that still needs to be done. There's some humbling that needs to happen. There's some turning from some wicked ways that needs to happen. And no one is exempt from that, not even myself. And we have to always look at that, that when you do come together, and I always try to tell my church, when we come together to do something, that change has to follow. I said, there's a multiplying effect. And not everything may be visible in the natural, but it definitely should be visible in the spiritual realm that when we come together. And the hardest thing to come together with is prayer. You know, I mean, we can have 60 people in service, 20 people at Bible study, and one person at prayer. You know, it just diminishes down. And prayer should have a 60, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the, the one could be the service, as far as I'm concerned, because that's where things happen. That's what a deutimus is. 
You know what I mean? You know, I mean, we in the fellowship and in the believing. But back to the appreciation part. I appreciate our pastors. I do. I, pre, I pray for all our pastors every week. We put every pastor on a prayer list. And some we call out by name specifically. We rotate. But we make sure we pray for all pastors that are there because when the word goes forth on a Sunday, because uh, it is a rough job and the spiritual warfare is tight. I know what I go through and I, I don't have the level of responsibility as some of my my other friends have, you know, as far as authority and things like that. You know what I mean? I do have some quote unquote national responsibilities, but they don't weigh heavy on me. You know what I mean? I, I don't have, I don't have thousands of people up under me that I'm supposed to be praying for. I have a hard time praying for the 60, uh, they get to, they get to going to there. And so, you know, when you look at all you get to do and, and the weight you have to carry, and 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 no one knows the weight that a senior pastor really carries. I know I didn't. I mean, I I could have helped my pastor much more when I was associate pastor, and I, but I just didn't know. You know what I mean? But you never know until you become one. When I became one, I remember calling him on the phone, apologizing. And I said I could have done so much more, and he said, "No, it's okay." He said, "You wouldn't know." You know, I remember my my bishop, Bishop Hammond, in Church of God, told me. He said. He said, he said, you'll never know. He said, you're about to enter into a world and you're going to find yourself repenting. And I did. I found myself repenting of things I thought about my pastor because I didn't know what he had to go through. I didn't know that what, what was going on in the warfare and, 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 and praying and trying to keep the enemy off of my, my, my children and off, you know, away from my wife and my marriage and, and still, you know, I'm the oldest in my family. My father's gone. So, I get I, I I'm I'm expected to be the patriarch of my my family. Uh, it may not have to be the patriarch of my extended family. Uh, you know, I have to look out for my mom. You know, there's a lot of things that come into life and come into play in my life that you may not see on the outside. You may think I just have to do a message every Sunday or things like that. Or some get mad at me because I don't preach every Sunday. You know, because I try to develop other leaders and let them preach. And uh, but you know it's 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 a low, new message every week, new Bible study every week, uh, you know, still got to spend time with family, friends, wife, you know, man, pray for us, you know. What I mean, I, I think of uh, people that lead the ministry constantly, you know, every year through the weight, you know, not being able to take it and make it through, and. Sometimes we think about praying for for a pastor, and we don't. I know I did. I I, I pray for him one week, and may go a couple weeks without praying. And go, oh yeah, oh yeah, let me pray for because he seems so all right. You know, he preached such a great message. He's so spiritually strong. You know, he don't really need our prayers. Yeah, I I found out to be different. You know, to be different. And I used to hate appreciations, you know, because they lifted the man up too much for me. And uh, and then. A friend of mine corrected me, and he said, let them love on you. He said, Scripture commands it. And I was like, oh, wow. I forgot about that. You know, I just looked at how some people took it too far, you know, and I let the too far influence the word. And I'm one of the main ones who always says that culture should never override Scripture. Scripture admonishes us, us to, to to bless them, to feed them, to honor them, to teach us the word. And just because some people take it too far in their culture doesn't mean we throw it away. You know, 
I appreciate pastors. If you're listening and you're a pastor, I appreciate you. And uh, my door, my door is always open, you know, and uh, we can always get together and pray for each other and get together and, uh, and just, just cross pollinate and sharpen one another. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church on this first Saturday in October. Come back after the break and wrap this up on creative ways to appreciate Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible teachers and ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit Lord Church. This is Pastor Joe Sutton talking about pastor appreciation. Uh, as always, in the, in the last part of the show, we just want to talk about ways that you can apply these things to your life. You know, um, if, if, if you're like me, you know, when my children were younger, we would have family Bible studies and everything like that. And then when they moved into teenage years, I left that option because they had a youth group. I left that option open to them. And we did more one-on-one talks. We didn't do the family gathering, things like that. I mean, I would do it with the younger ones, but the older ones kind of got a pass because they were going into football or basketball and different sports like that. And we're a sports family, so everybody was busy doing something as they got older and got into high school. And so most of our talks were one-on-one uh, you know, talks and was it the group kind of talk that I could do with the with the younger kids and, and just covering basic basic doctrine and basic beliefs. And uh, you know, just one of the drawbacks to that is by the time you get down to the last one, the last one gets one on one. Which it could be good, you know what I mean, you know, it could be good, but you know, the attention span ain't always ain't always there, you know, by the time you get down get down to the last one. But uh but there's a level of maturity that happens because then the older ones tend to come in and step in and apply the word to certain situations. And I wouldn't have to. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of seeing uh, those that you teach, you know, respond with the gospel that they can, they can, they, they start teaching others. What the word says, you teach those to teach. And when you talk about appreciating someone, you know, first thing we think about in our culture, especially, you know, the Western Christian cultures is food. Man, I don't, man, I get gift cards. I get gift cards to places I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> I like, I look at my wallet. Sometimes I forget. I can't even make up my mind where I want to go because I got so. And they never, they're never in the neighborhood of where I am when I'm hungry. You know what I mean? It's just 
there's never a blank around, you know, when I look at all the gift cards, what's close to me, everything like that is never there. Uh, you know, last week I walked into Wooddale Church and uh, it was smelling so good up in there. They had this Lydia's Cafe. Man, I had to, I had to, I had to go, I had to go eat at Lydia's Cafe. And I'm going to say Lydia's turkey sandwich is off the chain. That's all I got to say. You know, I'll be, I'll be back. If I'm ever in the neighborhood of Wooddale, I'll go back over there and get me another sandwich. It was uh, uh, just an a, a excellent excellent sandwich you know what i mean and we find little places like this to go but we like to talk over food and pastors go out a lot you know so giving a pastor a gift card or a visa card is a good gift because you know we end up at them perkins meetings and them other kind of meetings and and uh you know and so you know you take somewhere because it's a public place and you like to meet people in a public place they don't feel intimidated uh church office can be you know it's my domain and sometimes, you know, we just want to meet somebody in a public place, and even if it's just coffee. I mean, my, you know, somebody gave me a $30 Starbucks. I'm not a hot drink drinker. So I gave it to the other pastor because I know he likes to have coffee meetings. So I just gave it to him. So just, you know, gift cards are good gifts to give somebody and appreciate. But I'm going to tell you the best level of appreciation that you can give to me, and that's your prayers. When people come and tell me and say, Pastor, I'm going to pray for you at a certain time or a certain day. That's the best gift I can have. Man, because I know at any given time, you know, I have a lot of people around the world who pray for me. You know, they I tell, I tell them I'm going to lead the world and get this book of world records and prayer requests. You know, because people always pray, like, you know, what's wrong with Pastor Joe this week? What do you what he didn't tore up this time, you know what I mean? It, was, it, was it back, shoulder, leg, knee, you know, uh, kidney? You know, what is it? You know, they go back and forth. But prayer is, is the main one to me. And, uh, and you know, the other one is, is just you want to show your appreciation to me. Live a godly life. When you live a godly life, when you come in, I don't even have to volunteer at your church for nothing. It's just, just knowing that you, you're leading a godly life, that you're, laying a foundation for your children and your children's children. Man, that, I mean, I appreciate that, that mightily to, to see the change in your life, whether it's a, whether it's in you completing something that you started, uh, beating an addiction, you know, you know, you know, whether it's giving up smoking, losing weight, whatever it is. Those, those are some things that I meant that, that, that just, I get excited. I just get excited knowing that, that, that the word of God is coming in. And uh, and changing folks, you know. Now you can always do the big things. You know, people got the big things they like to do, and uh, certain dollar amounts and certain trips and things like that. And that might not be a big thing to you. You might be a millionaire, so giving, you know, somebody a thirty dollar gift card ain't, ain't ain't your cup of tea. You might get thousand dollar gift cards. Who knows? I don't. I'm not gonna put a, a limit on what a human being can do for somebody. But you know, the, those things don't necessarily communicate the love what communicates the love is is when you when you show it you know that 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 hug that prayer that 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 thing you know gifts we live in a prosperous society so we can gift i mean we can gift and god bless you for giving that's good that you can do that but you know your life would be the greatest gift a changed life is the greatest gift that i know that i can receive as a pastor to see you change to see you 
uh, walk in the fullness of the gospel. That's just about that's all I can say is to let your pastor know that this thing is real to you. You're not living out some tradition. You're not going with religion. You know what I mean? It is real to you. And, you know, and you're going to be involved in warfare and you're going to change a life. You know what I mean? You're going to change a life. It's one of the reasons why, you know, me and my wife, you know, adopt or, or, you know, and we don't adopt legally. We even adopt, you know, just other kids and make them our kids spiritually. Is because we like seeing lives change, and and that and and knowing that that God is using us to impact generations is enough appreciation for us. That's it. God bless you. Uh, before I get a little too uh, emotional up in here, it's supposed to be pre-recorded. I'm supposed to be sounding happy, so I'm gonna end on a happy note, right? Yeah. God gives us pastors. He gives us evangelists, prophets, teachers, apostles for the perfecting of the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. Thank you for letting me perfect you. Now go and do the work of the ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.